You're listening to The Social Hub Podcast. This is episode number 45. You're listening to The Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Have you ever met someone who just makes you feel calm and is like a long lost friend? That's exactly how I felt about Rochelle Glendon from How to Live Slow when I met her. As a self-confessed fast mover, slow living is not something that I'm an expert in, nor is it something that comes naturally or that I'm good at. I always run at a fast pace, but I have been working on and I do live very consciously and also very intentionally. I just do it at a fast pace. So when I met Rach in a mastermind recently, I was so drawn to her content and kind of went, this is someone I need in my life because I firmly believe that we meet people for a reason. And Rochelle was meant to bring slow living and its concepts into my awareness. Rach is also the host of How to Live Slow, a podcast designed to help women, especially mums, slow down, live intentionally and let go of mum guilt. She runs an online program called The Slow Life, which takes you through the process of how to slow down your busy life so you can do less and live more. Now, what we're going to talk about today is the concept of slow business, because I don't know about you guys, but I just get so tired of hearing the word hustle. I get so tired of having to do all the things all the time. And I get so tired from running constantly in my business. Sometimes it just feels like you're on this mouse wheel that never, ever ends. You know, the concept of doing business consciously and intentionally and the concept of slow business really appeals to me, kind of speaks to me at a soul level. Not so much slowing down and doing everything slowly, but how to just be more intentional and conscious about the things we do in our business every day instead of running around on that mouse wheel trying to do every bloody thing all the time. So that is what we're going to explore today. And Rachel's is going to share with you some of her key concepts about slow living that we can apply to our businesses. Now, Rochelle is also a member of my membership, The Social Collective, which is a social media and digital membership. It's a place where I help inspired entrepreneurs stop using sugar-coated strategy and start using real strategy that actually works so they can build a thriving business and online presence through social media and digital products. This membership is a one-stop shop container for social media and digital marketing learning, coaching, and support. It gives you my social selling framework, ongoing coaching via email lessons, lives, and Zoom coaching calls, plus takes all the guesswork out of your creative styling too, with social media templates, tools, style guides, trackers, content calendars, and much, much more. This is not a post and goes program. This is an ongoing coaching support community, which is the best online hangout around. 
You can find the details for how to get involved and all the links to connect with Rach on the show notes page for today's episode over at all the W's, the social hub com forward slash 45. And as always, that's 45 spelt with letters, not numbers. Welcome, Rach, to today's episode. So good to have you on the podcast today. And um, I'm really looking forward to exploring the topic of slow living with you because I know it's definitely something I am I am not an expert at or good at either, <laughs> like first of all, in my own life and business. It's something I'm really trying to um, adapt more and be more conscious of 100%. And it's been really nice forming this friendship with you over the last few months and having, I think you came along, I think for the, at the right time for me, because I was so ready to, to kind of, to embrace this. Um, but I also am looking forward to, and I think, you know, slow living, I, I definitely wasn't really, uh, not, I uh, certainly hadn't, I'd heard about it, but didn't know a lot about it when we met. I know a lot more about it now. Um, but I think some people, it, it's something that is top of mind. Like I think people have heard of it, but they don't know a lot about it. And I think for business people, kind of understanding maybe how to adapt that into business as well. Because, you know, I think your business is is busy. It's a full on, it, it can be really fast paced sometimes and it's overwhelming. But also too, um, this year, particularly with COVID, um, I'm really finding, and, and we've talked about this in other business people too, that you know, people are really wanting to be a lot more conscious about how they spend their time and to be really spending their time really wisely, um, you know, because things can change at a moment's notice or we may end up having to homeschool our children, which we never thought we'd have to do, <laughs> and, and, you know, all those sorts of things. So, first of all, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your business and then we'll get into slow living particularly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Stace. It's so nice to chat to you today. So my name's Michelle, um, yeah, and I am a mum of two boys. My oldest is five, he's starting school next year, and then I have a two-year-old as well. Um, my hubby and I are celebrating 10 years together this year, and which will be, I just can't believe it, <laughs> 10 years. Um, yeah, we have a business that we started eight years ago, um, and I love to travel and, you know, standard suburb mum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the country, but I moved to the city for uni, so. Yeah. And because you've got little ones, your how old are your kids again? Two and five. Two and five, that's right. Yeah, yeah so you've got two little ones and um, and 10 years, that's an achievement. It is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it comes with its ups and downs, thankfully mostly. Oh, <laughs> I think every relationship comes with ups and downs a hundred percent but um and when you've got businesses that you're both running and little kids running around as well that's um that's awesome so what about slow living tell us a little bit more about what slow living is because I think sometimes people probably think slow living is just like doing everything slower but it's not just all about that there's you know there's a lot more layers to the the term slow living than that um so can you just kind of give us a bit of a a quick rundown on um on what slow living is and and I guess what does that what does it mean for you yeah so slow living to me like yeah like you said um people think of it as doing things slower or it being um you know like for lazy people or introverts or people who don't like doing stuff but it's totally not that 
Um, for me, it's just a way of getting over the overwhelm. Like my business, How to Live Slow, um, I, I teach mums how to, you know, slow down so they can show up for what really matters. I think we live in a world of like shiny object syndrome and FOMO and slow living really just brings you back, um, you know, brings you back down. One of my favourite quotes is by Carl Honoré. He's like one of my slow living, I hate the term guru, but, you know, <laughs> mentor. <laughs> <laughs> and he says slow living is a cultural revolution against the notion that faster is always better. So it's not that you just have to do everything slowly, but it's about doing it at the right speed and acknowledging like your own timing of things. So it's yeah. about really savoring your time rather than just counting the minutes and the days and, you know, looking at the end result. It's about oh, another word that I don't particularly love, but it's about the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, slow living for me, well, I think what really happened was when I left home and I moved to the city to go to university, I was like at uni full time, was working full time. And I just realized like, this is not what, you know, how can I possibly ever have a relationship or have kids and fit anything else into my life? Um, and then I think I probably started more with like minimalism, which people probably know more about or have heard more about, you know, decluttering and um, living, a, you know, with less stuff. And yeah. I like to think of slow living as like the sister of minimalism. Like slow living is about minimalism, but for your whole life and your diary, yeah. not just your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. And because you've got a course on slow living mm-hmm. and, um, and in, in that you've got the four the four pillars which were do less. You used to say it. You're better at this than me. <laughs> yeah, so there's do less, need less, be more and live more. That's right. And, and they're the four pillars. And I remember I watched your, you did a free um, training in your Facebook group. It was, like you said, it's not just around doing everything slower or necessarily doing doing less so much it's about more making space for the things that are really important to you and how to clear those things out or declutter all those things and um and you know i think you know <laughs> particularly like us women you know because how old are you uh, uh 34 and a half <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know like we're mums like you know mm. we're you know over over 30 i'm 40 and showing up for the things that are really important uh, become more important and letting go of all the things that you don't need to do. And sometimes doing less and it allows you to do more. Yeah, exactly. I think um, the first module or the first pillar that I, I like to share and the most powerful one for me is the do less um, module. Yeah. And that is just all about like women, we're like people pleasers. We say yes automatically to so much stuff because we feel like we should. And we spread ourselves so thin that, and then we have this like underlying sense of like, well, what about me? Like, and that resentment that like, I never get time for myself. So you get to the end of the day, you're totally exhausted and you end up staying up late just to have that hour to do what you want to do rather than like, you know, so I guess that's, those are the hours that matter most to us because yes. yeah, we're, we've, if, we, if we don't have priorities, if we don't understand what we want to be doing and how we want to be spending our time, we just, it, things get away from us and that's, we just get automatically busy. And yeah, I think it's just really important 
to like understand your priorities. So that's what yeah. I help in the first module. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes for me when I listen to a lot of your stuff, it's around being a lot more conscious as well with so there's a lot of that like conscious living as part of it too and thinking consciously about how you wanted to do things or show up for things yeah exactly like um I think they say in like 90% of what we do is out of habit so all of our thoughts everything it's all habit so every day we basically think and do the same things Um, um and so like you said, conscious, being aware of what you're doing and your thoughts, your automatic responses and reactions, you know, where you'll get, where you get triggered, how you automatically say yes to stuff. Um, yeah, it's so important to just become more aware. That's like the mass, the biggest massive step that you can take um, yeah. to just become a little bit more aware of, um, yeah, just yourself and how you think and what you're doing out of, out of habit. Yeah. And it's true because so much of what we do is unconscious. And, you know, I think a great analogy is like when you you go in the car to get somewhere and you'll get there and go, how did did, did I get here? Yeah, exactly. Like you won't, you sometimes don't have any conscious memory of like driving yourself there because you just get in the car and you go to work or you get in the car and go to the supermarket and you're not, you know, it's, it's, yeah, we're doing so much on autopilot. Yeah, that's right. And often it's because you're not really present in the moment because you've got mm. this running tally of like the mental load of all the things, yeah. you know, you've got to remember or you've got a running shopping list and you've got, Oh, that's right. I've got to pick up the kids and, um, you know, got to get their clothes because, you know, book the dog into the vet and call my mom and all of the things that you've got running in your list of, in, you know, in your, in your like mind tabs. <laughs> yeah. I know oh god the the tabs in my mind are as bad as the tabs on my laptop like I've always got 20 tabs open on the laptop and I swear I've always got way more than that open in my mind as well now we'll pivot a little bit now into talking about business because I think some of what like as we go it'll cover off you know some of the other things that I in my mind I think wanted to bring into this conversation as well but let's talk about business because like you're a business owner you you adopt and live by slow living and you, you have a business. So I'd love for you to share being a business owner, how you've adapted this into your business specifically. So for us, we've had, my husband and I have had a contracting business for, well, I think it's eight and a half years now. Um, we started it very early on in our relationship, but also my business called how to live slow is about slow living. Um, so what I figured out is that, you know, we have limited resources. So we have time, money and energy and we have limited, those are our three main resources and that's what we have available to us. Um, So when you get, I love slow living because it really allows you to um, look at where you've got FOMO and shiny object syndrome and, you know, keeping keeping up with the Joneses and staying, you know, people say these cliches like, you know, you've got to stay in your own lane. But we've got this massive amount of um, particularly digitally digital businesses, like online businesses, we feel like we're going to miss the boat if we don't yeah. grab onto every single idea that we have. But slow living, because we're, if you implement the philosophy of slow living, you recognise that you've only got a certain amount of time to spend on things. Yeah. So, and when you know your priorities, you can really hone in on what's important for you in your business rather than 
grabbing onto every latest idea and feeling like you're missing the boat. Um, because when you have the philosophy of slow living, you know that everything is happening for you at the right time for you and where you're at in your business journey. So it also, um, with slow living, like I love to, um, like create the systems and foundations so that when your business starts to grow, it can grow well and without the extra overwhelm. Um, you know, so like you see so many people who start to scale their business and their business doesn't cope because they haven't got this, the systems in place to handle that growth. So we have this like thing of like, I need to be an overnight success, but okay, what would that actually look like? Could you actually handle that growth? Um, both from a business perspective of like having additional customers come your way, but also from your own um, personal belief in your abilities and your own identity. Are you the kind of person that has that kind of success? So allowing your business to grow over time allows you to grow over time to meet that level of expectation. Um, Yeah. So that's it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I love that. And, you know, I can relate to that on a personal level. Like I even know in my first year of business, I was definitely, and I can quite easily get caught up in shiny object syndrome. Like I'm the first person to admit that if I find something, you know, pretty and fun to do, I'll be so drawn to doing (laughs) that as opposed to sometimes doing the things that I need to be doing. Um, And I think in that first year of business, particularly and for those new in business, not even if for just new, right, is that yeah. you you don't know a lot of what you don't know and mm-hmm. you're, we're so bombarded with information, like just so bombarded. Like you go onto Facebook and all of a sudden Facebook knows that you've started a business and you're getting 5 million Facebook ads from all these experts and everything and, oh, there's just so much online and it's really easy to get so distracted by that but also too mm-hmm. I see it as a as like a marketing coach where, you know, people are, they're downloading every single freebie and they're showing up for 500 webinars and they're, you know, joining, you know, 20 different courses and stuff. And it's, it's all great to have all those resources available to you, but you know, like anything, if you're strategic or pragmatic or whatever the word is about that, Mm -hmm. then they will all serve a purpose. But I see a lot of people just signing up for things all the time and then getting so much information that they don't know how to wade through it. And then that shows them, for me, shows in their marketing because I can tell that their their messaging is wishy-washy or something like that. But, you know, when you adapt it to business as a whole, it just means that your business is wishy-washy or it's just, it's it's so busy, you can't wade through it all to see what you need to be doing. Yeah, that's right. And you don't have that clarity and you feel like you're not really speaking to the right people because um, you don't make sense because you're all over the place yeah (laughs) but when you've got like you said that strategy and when you go okay well this is what I'm focused on these are my priorities this is what where I'm headed and you then can kind of like deflect those shiny objects so you go okay well what is actually missing what do I need to know to take the next step so you've got the time you know, to react rather, uh, to respond rather than react. Yes. Um, so that you can bring in information to your business that you need to then take the next step forward rather than just yeah. go, oh, all the Band-Aids, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned FOMO and I think it's such a good point to make is, um, 
is that FOMO can really get the better of you. And I think too, like, and I use this and I teach it, you know, urgency and scarcity is a marketing tactic and it's a marketing tactic because it works. (laughs) You know, there is urgency there or scarcity. People will buy things. And we're also very bombarded with that. So FOMO a thousand percent gets the better of us a lot of the time. But um, like you said, it's that whole being able to respond rather than, react and like an example for me recently and I've talked to you about this was I knew I needed I like to always be learning something or to be working on something for growth whether it be business personal whatever growth it is and I'd just come through a stage where I'd done a lot of practical business stuff like not only just learning, but, you know, I had new branding done. I'm working on SEO with a specialist and doing lots of practical things. And I got to a point I was like, okay, I'm ready to take on another course or some other mentorship or something. But I, before just going into the next thing with another similar sort of practical thing, I sat back and was like, actually, really what I need right now is something energetic, something more mindset focused, more personal development focused, not necessarily all the practical how-to. I've got enough of that right now. If I take on any more, it's just going to confuse me. Like I just need to implement those things. And um, uh, that's probably an example of, you know, sitting back and really responding and reflecting before you make decisions. So you get what you need at the time, which then helps you show up better. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, in your business. So how do you use slow living principles in your business. Can you give us some examples of that? Yes. So the first thing that I do is I prioritize and schedule in rest. So it sounds counterintuitive to take time out from your business if you're trying to grow it and have, you know, but the thing is, um, and I'll use this analogy of if you were to go on a full day hike somewhere, you know, through the mountains, you would you would take breaks, right? You would stop and rest and have something to eat and and have a drink of water, but you can't expect like, and that makes sense, right? But we spend our days thinking, well, I've got to hustle and work and do 14 hour days at work um, without taking a break or without taking time out. Um, And the productivity just completely takes a a nosedive after about six hours. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. But if you take, time to rest, like have a day where you don't do anything on your business, take some time in the middle of the day to, you know, step aside from your desk, um, you know, take five minutes for a cuppa in the afternoon and like have a hard finish time, um, you know, which is all about like boundaries as well. And then what you find is like that rest time is actually when your creativity comes to the, into play. So if you're trying to figure out, okay, what's the solution here? I'm feeling really overwhelmed or whatever. If you go and have a shower, you'll have like an amazing idea or an epiphany. If you go for a walk, that's when your good ideas come. Okay, I found the solution. This is what I need yep. to say to this client to help them or whatever. You know, so rest to me um, is the most effective productivity tool available. And when you say rest, do you mean go and lie down and watch Netflix or <laughs> go and get a facial or like, because to me, that's not something I like to me, rest is going for a walk. Yeah, well, I mean, perfect. So rest So rest is different than sleep. Yeah. So sleep, which you need. So I know a lot of people will go, rest means kick my shoes off and sit down and like chill out and maybe <laughs> meditate or something. Like, and that might be rest for someone, but yeah. 
I'm not someone that does that a lot. So to me, rest is just, you know, might be go down the beach with the kids or go for a swim or go for a walk or something. Exactly. Yeah. So rest is just like the analogy that I used of going for a walk um, through the forest for a, a whole day. It's just taking a break from what you're doing to like recalibrate, to, to get new energy. So if you're sitting at your desk, then going for a walk is a break from sitting at your desk. It's a rest. If you're um, going for a walk, it's stopping to have a drink and, and take a rest. Um, but, yeah, equally it's like going out and doing something else for a day, like having a full rest time away from your business or even just five minutes to have a cup of tea. You know, yeah. or reading a book is actually like a really, like it's such a guilty pleasure. So many people go, oh, I wish I read more books. Um, mm. But it's like seriously the best way to rest because. Or doing a crossword. Or yeah, because it feels so luxurious. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, it's anything that restores you. But I would say like sometimes watching Netflix is good, but sometimes what you need to do is go to bed and have a sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I I. Uh, I I I love Netflix. Don't get me wrong, but I'm yeah. a I'm a TV show like addict. When I get stuck on one, I just binge watch the whole thing. So I'll yeah. go through months where I'll be like, I'm avoiding avoiding starting a TV show because I know yeah. if I start it, I won't want to stop it, and then that's counterproductive for me. No, <laughs> and then yeah. and then and then when I have more space, like at the moment, I'm going through a stage where I'm just fully spending Sundays just binge watching Netflix. But I'm kind of like. I'm enjoying it because it's the end of winter and it'll be warmer soon and we'll be at the beach all the time. So I'm like, enjoy it now while you can. Exactly. No guilt on like having a binge session, but (laughs) equally being really self-aware and conscious of your habits and behaviours to see, am I doing this because I'm resting or am I procrastinating? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I just, it was just, I thought it'd be good to clarify rest (laughs) because, um, like you said, it's something where you step away and something where it rejuvenates you and that can be different things for different people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the second thing that I would suggest is to um, have some personal boundaries. So boundaries. That's a big one. It is. Yes. (laughs) Particularly for business owners and particularly if you work from home. So boundaries is one of the big ways that about we think of as a boundary is like saying no to people and saying no to things. And, um, That is actually a really important thing to do in business, but it goes beyond that. But just on saying no, um, I think a lot of us feel like we're obliged to say yes to every opportunity that comes along our way in business, particularly when we're starting. Um, But (laughs) that's not the case, meaning as in like if if you don't say yes to something, maybe you won't be invited again or you won't be asked again or the opportunity won't come along again. But it's not necessarily true. And... Um, if you take the time to think about, all right, is this actually a good opportunity? And if I say yes to this, I might be missing out on time to work on something else. Same as it's like FOMO, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but on that, okay. So boundaries is more than just saying no. Boundaries is like, you know, even if you work from home, I like to have somewhere I can put my computer away and shut the door. And I have some really strong boundaries around what constitutes work time and what is time with the kids. Um, And a good way of doing this is with time blocking. It's like basically the only productivity hack that I would ever recommend is to time block your days and weeks. So that like 
you avoid procrastination. So when you've got your six hours of work, when you've got the kids off at school or whatever, that's not time for like going to do the groceries. That's work yes. time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and then equally like doing one thing at a time means like time block. So when you're doing a day with the kids, try as hard as you can not to work or to just say, okay, well, I'm going to do half an hour and then I'm going to go back to what I need, you know, what I'm actually meant to be doing today. So time blocking is really, really effective. Um, but, yeah, boundaries as well around like saying no, where you work, when you work, um, but also like allowing yourself to say yes sometimes to the right things. Um, you know, um, like it's a, you're allowed to change your mind if something does come up that you think, okay, that is actually a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's okay to change your boundaries as well. Yeah. Boundaries is a big one and I think it's yeah. it's something that um, when you first, I think particularly those in service space and, and those that are coaches, you would know, like yeah. you're on a lot. Yeah. When you're a coach, you're mm-hmm. on a lot for your audience and for your clients. And um, to have the space to keep showing up like that, boundaries are really, really important. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be, you know, when you're really trying to hustle and work hard and start and grow your business, I know I definitely, and sometimes it's necessary. Like I call it strategic imbalance. I think there's times where you need to strategically spend more time and it's okay to say to the kids, mum needs to work now. You yeah. just need to understand that. Um, oh, absolutely. I love I'm, that. That's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I really, um, and, and, you know, and because it does, it's not like that all the time. And I say to them, you know, I don't do this all the time, but this particular day, I just need you to do whatever, go for a bike ride, play with a friend, go to a friend's house, sit on your iPad. I don't really care what you do, but I just need an hour or so, whatever, to get work done. Yeah. And they know that it's not like that forever because in the school holidays, I hardly work. And we go here, there and everywhere and plan our days around whatever it is that, you know, not fully everything that they want to do. But again, I'm, but I would time block in the school holidays if I had stuff to do and I'd say, right, we're going to go to, let's say the water park with your friends when we get home. I need two hours and I, mine are old enough. I can kind of barter like that with them when they, you can't really do that when they're really little, but even simple things like one of my hard rules is once the laptop goes away for the night, I don't reply to messages or emails. So even if I get a messenger notification, um, I won't open it until the next day so that that other person can see I haven't opened it. Like then there's, I don't feel that exchange to have to reply because they've seen that it's been opened yeah. <laughs> or anything. Like it's one of my hard rules yeah. um, because otherwise you don't ever feel like you're off. Exactly. Yeah. And you're always on. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to protect your energy, right? Like that your energy yeah. is like a massive resource that if you're always on, it's a, even if you love your business, if you're always on, it's a fast lane to burnout. Yeah, 100%. And the other thing I've started doing this year, which, you know, it comes and goes as to how, how practical this ends up being some weeks, but I try to do like a time block for about an hour, an hour and a half when the kids get home. I put my laptop away because I expect them to not get their iPads and their phones out. Yeah. And we'll either go and do something or we might have a chores afternoon or something like that. But mm-hmm. I do the same. I expect myself to do the same thing that I'm asking them to do. So mum puts her laptop away and we all 
have that time. And then by four o'clock, then I can get my laptop out if I have to, and they can have their phones and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. My, but see, mine, mine will tell me because they're older. If they, if I'm like, you can't have your phone and they're like, but you're on your laptop, mum. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yes. <I'm... laughs> Don't worry. My five-year-old does the exact same thing. They He's keep me in check. <laughs> I think what I really like um, whenever I'm on my phone, I, I like to explain, well, I'm on my phone because I'm replying to an email or I'm on my yes. phone because I'm organising to catch up with our friends tomorrow or something. Because I feel like kids think that you're on your phone playing games. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it, it's quite, now that they are a little bit older, like definitely that first year or so, because they weren't used to me working from home was a lot like that. But now I've I've shown them, like mm. I've shown Marley how to use Canva and she's actually quite good. Like I'm going to upskill that at some point yeah. <laughs> to, get to help me, um, you know, and I've said to Ella, well, you, you know, she goes to high school next year. I've said, if I teach you to do a few little odd jobs for me each week, I'll give you some, I'll pay you for it. Um, not house chores, like business chores. And yeah. Um, yeah, because they are that little bit older, it's easier to do that. But yeah, when they were, when I first started, I think they just thought I was playing all yeah. the time, like just <laughs> talking to people. <laughs> uh, and uh, did you have, you had, did you have another principle? Uh, yes. yes. I was going to say one other thing. Um, yeah. So it's just about committing to the journey. Again, that word. Um, and this is like a bit more of a woo-woo one. But like success, like we said, like it doesn't happen overnight. And when you're so focused on the end result, you'll get to the end, like you'll get to your goal and go, well, what's next? So like it's not really about, you know, where you're going to. It's like what's happening along the way. So yeah. you might be comparing yourself you know, to some, someone else who's like much further along, who's doing things and seems to be able to, you don't know how much help that they've got. And if it's just you, you, you can really get stuck um, worrying about, you know, the external validation of achieving a certain goal where it's really about like how it feels for you. And, um, you know, like that personal growth journey as well, like business, apart from motherhood, business is like the next best, best personal growth. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So just trusting in your own timing and in your own, um, yeah, your own journey, basically. Mm. What's that saying? Fall in love with the process. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, And um, there's another one as well. Um, I think it was one, I think it was one Ange said to us once, which was you're right on time. You're right on time. Yeah. 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 That's her coach's one. I think the right on time podcast, I think she's coaching with her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I love all those sort of sayings because yeah, it's so easy to get stuck on the, the end result Yeah, that we forget that business, business isn't linear. And even when you reach that goal, there's still another one. Like by the time you yeah. get to reaching that one goal, there's going to be another one ahead of you anyway. So yeah, you've just got to fall in love with the process of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and recognize like, um, when you fall in love with the process, those victories and those goals when you achieve them so much sweeter like the time's going to pass anyway so you may as well enjoy it yeah 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 100 percent and um so 
there was a question question I had for you, and I know that um, I listened to one of your podcast episodes about this, and I thought it would be kind of cool to cover it off as well today, which was, and it's something business people talk about a lot, and mums as well, and kind of goes back to that whole resting thing. Um, what about self-care? Because I know you talk a lot about, um, they've got some words that you use for it that I can't bring to mind at the moment, um, but, you know, you talk a lot about how self-care isn't necessarily going and getting a massage or going and getting those things. It can be other smaller things as well. Yeah. So self-care for me, like we think of self-care as like, like you said, a massage or a bubble bath or even like, you know, retail therapy Yeah, or some me time. And those are all great. And I call that consumer self-care. Yes. That's the word that I was trying to think of. I was like, it's such a good way of putting it though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like sort of like, yeah, spending spending money, isn't it? Like a lot of the time it requires you to spend some money. Um, whereas I think, uh, like I know you'll probably laugh, but that's kind of polishing a turd, right? Yeah, I say that all the time. <laughs> Do you? Okay, cool. <laughs> so I, I say like, yeah, it's polishing a turd because it, underneath all of that, like if you're feeling chronically stressed and overwhelmed and like you've overcommitted, then a massage isn't going to fix that. It's actually probably going to make it worse because yeah. you've taken time out of the thing, you know, your running to-do list of like all the overwhelming things that you've got on your plate. So I think that I call it real self-care, which is like the real stuff about like why are you overwhelmed? Why are you so stressed? Why have you overcommitted? Like, what is it there? What's going on? Like, and actually like facing up to how you feel um, and slow living, like coming back to that, like taking control of your finances is a really important self-care tactic. Like not overcommit, like not overspending, right? Having a really strong budget, living within your means and paying off a lot of debt. Like Australians have massive amounts of debt. Yeah. That's so stressful and so much pressure. And particularly if you're trying to grow a business, like, you know, needing to have less money is so much more, um, uh, you know, effective, I think. And uh, when we first started our contracting business, I'm totally tangenting right now, but (laughs) we, um, you know, a lot of people were doing the same thing because we do fibre technology, telecommunication stuff for our other business which could require like quite a heavy amount of investment. But we were able to like pull in favours and get some secondhand stuff and we didn't care what the stuff looked like. Yeah. Um, and having less of a business loan takes so much pressure off and allows you to build your business the way you want rather than just having to say yes to things to get the money and the cash flow. Um, yeah. So that's another important factor with business, by the way. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I had a, not similar, but... I wanted to pay, I didn't want to go into debt for business. That was one of my things, yeah. Yeah. And I see so many like people, you know, going out and buying the fancy van and getting all the, you know, labels on the side of their van and buying brand new tools and stuff and just getting into massive amounts of debt. And that's just stressful. It's just, you know. Yeah, anyway. oh, and that's a FOMO thing. It's funny you bring up like all the wraps on new cars and stuff. I mm. see a lot of people, you know, getting their cars with all this, you know, beautiful wraps on their cars for their business and that. And I, that's a FOMO thing for me. I go, oh, I'd love to have that on my car. And then I go, you work at home, Stacey, and your car doesn't leave your garage most of the time. And you hardly even leave your own suburb. So <laughs> really, what good would it do? 
Exactly. I know. And I mean, that's great to have, but you don't need it to start your business. You can get that one. No, no, no. And it, it is good to have it. I'm certainly not dissing anyone that has their car wrapped, but it was more of a thing for me. Like it was such yeah. a FOMO thing. I was like, oh, I'd love to get that done for my car. And then like, you don't, you work at home. You yeah, totally exactly. leave tweed. So why would you bother? I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. But yeah, so real self-care is like, you know, if you need to go and see someone about your mental health, you know, and get a bit of a top up there, do that. Um, you know, if you need to prioritise rest and sleep, do that. Yeah. Um, you know, if you need to learn some boundaries, do that. Those are the things that will really, you know, make the difference. And then, It doesn't have to be spending money on massages and, yeah. um, you know, light readings or something, you know, those sort of things that come. And it's not that there's anything wrong with those things. They're great, but you don't have to necessarily do that. It could be setting aside time to do your book work once a month so that that's not hanging over your head. Maybe exactly. That's how you work and operate. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like those other things like the massage, that's a nice to do. And it's just one tool in the toolkit, but yeah, it's not going to, change things if you are still over committing yourself like having a look at all of that yeah I love that so if someone was sitting here listening today going yep I would like to maybe incorporate some of this into how I run my business because I think one of the great things about this is and this is why I was so keen to talk to you on the podcast about it is Yes, I know, like you said, one of your pillars earlier, you said one of your pillars is do less, but it's not necessarily about just doing less and less and less. It actually allows you to be more productive with the things that really matter to you. And I know that in business, our businesses are one of the things that matter to us the most and being productive in our business with the time that we spend, particularly for us women balancing children and families as well, um, that's a really key challenge for a lot of people so if someone's sitting there listening today thinking yep I would love to maybe incorporate some of this into their routine where do you suggest they look to first like what are some of the things they could go and maybe um in you know investigate or declutter or whatever you would suggest there yeah so I would say have a look at um if you've set aside time to work on your business but you're still not really doing it, I'd ask the question, why? What are you procrastinating on? Um, That's and a rec- good one. Yeah. Um, and recognise procrastination is actually self-care in disguise. So what, what do you mean by that? I'm curious <laughs> about that. <laughs> so I find like procrastinate, we procrastinate because we're stressed because, you know, we, it, might be, it might be fear of being seen might be fear of failure. It might be fear of success. So you can't, you, you know, like if you think of procrastination, if you are having fear of failure, fear of being seen, fear of success, none of those things can happen if you don't take action. So procrastination kind of keeps you, you know, it, it automatically, what's my wording? <laughs> I can't get my words. <laughs> so what you're saying then is that, um, it's, it's kind of like your body's inbuilt response to it's keeping you safe. safe. Yeah. So that, it's that fight or flight response or that you're keeping you feeling safe, not out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, if you don't take action, you can't fail, you can't be successful yes. and you can't be seen. So, so it's your body's natural way of natural self-care. 
stay nice and safe here. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you recognize that that procrastination is, that's how it's showing up for you. Like it's a self-care mechanism. Um, then it just takes the time. Like you've got the time, clear all the obstacles and get to work. You're like, I love Mel Robbins. She says, you're never going to feel like it. So yeah. don't expect to have motivation, have a plan and just do the things um, in the time that you've got to do them. And the more you do them, then the ball will get rolling and you'll get, you'll get motivation because you've, you know, you'll be proud of yourself. So you'll keep going. Yeah. Is it Mel Robbins that says, or is it Simon Sinek? I, don't, I can't remember, but one of them or something might be someone totally different to that. But one <laughs> of there was like that talks about um, motivation being a farce, basically that, yeah. you know, it's, um, you know, you're far better off to be and in, get inspired yeah then to get motivation wanes yes yeah 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 and it's that's an interesting whole other topic all in itself but it totally is yeah 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 but it's and I always I say similar sort of things too where I say in in action comes learning and in learning comes growth but you don't know what that looks like until you actually take the action so procrastinating means you're not taking action and then you're not learning and you're not growing and then when you start to see results or you start to learn things that you don't want to keep doing anymore which is a really cool thing to discover as well then that does inspire you to keep going yeah exactly and I always thought like you know I was in the belief that slow living means not doing anything anyway um, as well so I used for many years I used oh I'm slow living as a way to procrastinate but what I realized is it's actually about doing doing stuff at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I so like actually that. taking action. So slow living isn't not taking action. So yeah. try not to like, you know, <laughs> that cycle. <laughs> well, that's counterproductive anyway, isn't exactly. it? You know, and that, yeah, that would fall into, if you're not taking action, you're procrastinating. So why are you procrastinating? What is it? What story is it you're telling yourself that why you don't want to take any action? So um, what are you procrastinating about? take action is there any other any other tips um i would uh yeah I, I would say just going back to what i said before about um you know building good habits making sure you prioritize rest and have those strong boundaries around yeah, yeah work and life um yeah mm. and particularly for those people and i know a lot of my audience i know yours are too is is women and mums and yeah. that Balance is, it's a, it's a very complex word because I don't think we ever feel like we have true balance. Um, But, you know, acknowledging that, you know, it's okay. Balance one day could be spending the whole day with the kids and not doing anything on your business, but the next day could be perfectly half and half. Yeah, exactly. And I think like the mental load as well, like we have this guilt as mums about like doing all of the other things like the domestic stuff, but that's a whole other conversation. conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. 100%. Just letting um, go of the guilt of doing stuff on your business and, you know, sometimes leaving the housework I think is just another important little nugget. Yeah. I hired a, I hired a cleaner recently and that was like the best thing ever. It's, it's honestly the best money spent. I'm so excited to go and get that cash out of my account and leave it for her on the bench. Here you go. Take it. Yes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> take my money. 
because I did not need my shower. Oh, I don't want to do it. And it's so funny because, and I mean, this is getting into like a whole, like you say, a whole other conversation, but the guilt that I had for so long about saying, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Or I don't like doing that. Like, cause we work from home and we're always at home. I had so much guilt around not having time to do the housework. And now I'm just like, I'm so past that now. I'm like, just take my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, know. I don't know where we got the idea that motherhood means cleaning the house. Oh, I don't know either, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> we got it from somewhere. Yeah. Oh, all right. So in wrapping up, there's a couple of things. First of all, I'd love because you are a member of the social collective and you also did the course creation project with me as well. Um, so I'd love to just give you obviously a little member spotlight today on the episode too. And it's um, you're only a new member into the membership, but we have worked together in the course creation program. I'd just love you to share what was it that drew you to the membership um, and what are you looking for? to about it the most yeah so I joined the membership because I had done the course creation project we actually met in a mastermind yes and and yeah so um then I was like oh the course creation project yes I might actually get my course made yeah um, which I did and I launched it as part of that and it's been a couple of weeks since that finished up and I have followed various social media trainers and, you know, marketing people um, over the years and I missed your your tips and advice. Like you've got really solid, um, good quality training and I just felt like, okay, I need more Stacey. Like actually the membership is You missed the me. Q&As each week. Oh, I did, yeah. <laughs> I love I that. To... I love that. Yeah, so... Um, what you've got to teach is really effective and powerful and and cuts through all the crap you you actually have good good stuff so um yeah that's why i decided the membership i had to join because i need to know what you've got to teach <laughs> <laughs> i think that's i love that and it's i love asking people why they chose to join and everyone's always got different answers to that question and that like to me that just solidifies i mean for anyone out there you know, showing up for your audience is so powerful and, yeah. you know, like you were in another program and I love the fact that you just missed the weekly Q&As and you missed <laughs> doing that every week. So I was like, sweet, I'll just keep, I'll join the membership and I'll get to keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do have a lot of questions and, um, yeah, I mean, social media is not something that I'm n- naturally good at. Um, so yeah, I've always got lots of questions and you've always got good answers. <laughs> oh, yay. I love to hear that. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to have you in the membership. It's awesome. And now that that is, um, my, my, the only way to work with me at the moment, if you're listening to this in real time. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to continue that journey with you inside of that. Now, how can people connect with you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. Oh, I'm on Instagram at yeah. how to live slow. And that's also the name of my podcast, How to Live Slow. So you can find that in Apple Podcasts or Spotify and also my website, howtoliveslow.com. Awesome. Well, all the links to those will be in the show notes for today's episode. So you can head over and connect with Rochelle on any of those places. I highly recommend subscribing to um, her podcast. It's awesome. And you've had some really great guests on recently as well. Yes. Yeah, which has been really good. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) No, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.